Hey, Internet. Hey, what's going on? Uh, I'm, I'm Matthew. And this is Mitchell. Today we're talking about Alias Season 2, Episode 7, The Counteragent. Ah, okay. I read that. Like, I knew it was Counteragent, but you know in your mind's eye when you initially read things, and you're either stupid or dyslexic, and it's just like the, the contaminant, the contingent... Well, I'm embarrassed for you, and yeah. I'm embarrassed for me by association. So let's just do our best to move past All it. All right. Uh, directed by Dan Atias, written by John Eisendrath. TV guide summary. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's what I live for. Let's cue the, the soap theme. The race for an antidote to Vaughn's virus locks Sid into a pact with Sark that could end Sloane's SD6 days. But as time runs out, two betrayals change all the rules, including an unspoken agreement between the CIA's top double agent and her doomed handler. Meanwhile, Will's look into the standardized test mystery nets him an unsettling sit-down with the quiz's creator. <laughs> okay, oh, do you think if you would have read... I would have no idea what it was actually about. If you had a TV guide and you're like, what am I going to watch uh, this Sunday? Uh, let's see, there's a changing of the rules, a, uh, <laughs> a test mystery... I think, I'll pass. I think this is a hard pass. I think I'm going to watch The Simpsons again. Yeah. Wikipedia summary. Sydney races to find a cure for Vaughn, but in order to find the antidote, Sydney must make a deal with Sark that could endanger Sloane's life. Meanwhile, Will continues his research for Vaughn and discovers some disturbing inconsistencies involving 20-year-old standardized IQ tests. <laughs> Sydney finds out that Vaughn has a girlfriend. It sounds like the most boring show in the world. Yeah. All right. Sydney finds out Vaughn has... Yeah, this could be... Uh, yeah. This is like a B plot to a uh, like soap opera. The Hulu summaries are growing on me. Ooh. Sydney, having learned that Vaughn is sick, asks Irina for an antidote, which uh, doesn't happen. That's succinct. Wait. Yeah, but that, that, she doesn't ask her for an antidote. Vaughn asks yeah. her. And then uh, the FBI... Or sorry. And then the CIA tells her... Yeah, you have to go to Estonia or whatever. Yeah. What did they say? Oh, you have to, Oh, yeah. We'll talk about this because yeah. I was just like immediately almost. I almost checked out. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> uh, with what? Which part? Well, it's with the beginning. So we find out. Oh, okay. We find out. Uh, it begins where we left off with uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan's fingers bleeding. Uh, I, I had a late era Michael Jackson. Oh, nice. Yeah. Bleeding not because it's flooding down in Texas, but because uh, he's dying of manufactured uh, we don't sarcades. Know. Maybe he wasn't... Uh, oh, you mean Vaughn. Yeah. I thought we were talking about Michael Jackson. No. It's like, I think he was just weird. Um, <laughs> hot take on Michael Jackson. Yeah. Finally. We weird guy. Oh, uh, so yeah, we find out, you know, he uh, puts on band-aids, puts on a tie, calls the doctor, says, I got to come in. At the risk of staining the tie. <laughs> or at the risk of the general public he's going to go out and about in his uh contaminated state to well he said it's not airborne true but you know just don't go to uh ponderosa use the salad bar it's like uh that's the, the social contract no salad bars <laughs> while you have a non-airborne disease no right. salad bars at all yeah no salad bars i was we i was walking past a vegan salad bar mm -hmm. and i love vegan food but no to the salad bar like it just no I don't know. It's too fresh. It's too not a process to keep the way like something like that uh, Golden Corral bullshit will just stay in its uh, chafing dish or warming chafing thing and uh, be fine. So Vaughn goes to see Arena. What's she say? I, I don't even remember. I don't remember. She it touches her mouth a whole bunch. She's like, do you like Sydney? Yeah. Circle Y or circle N. Uh-huh. And... and how? What happens that leads them to send Sydney 
into Estonia. I, I know that she's hanging out at Francie's restaurant. Yeah. And then there's she gets a, a call <sighs> saying, oh, we need you in, uh, you know, operations. Yeah. And she goes to the CIA. And Von, uh, Tippin's all fucking up his ass with the pride that he knows that that's a call from the CIA and not from, like, Joe's Pizza or whatever. Yeah, he thinks he's hot he's shit. Like, oh, is that you're going to talk to my man Vaughn? Tell him I'm working real hard. Uh, yeah, okay, so these are the things that were pissing me off, and there are many. Oh, please. They are legion. At last. Uh, this, like, uh, fat frog face doctor who's talking to Sydney, like, oh, yeah, you're going to have to, you know, uh, this is like a, there's a way to generate, like, an antigen, but it's, like, genetic. Co- I'm like, ah, this bullshit. This is such bullshit. You don't need to go and make a specific antidote for this person because there's uh-huh. some weird DNA. I was just pissed. And then, secondly, like they're okay. Like, uh, Spy Dad's about to be, at the very least, uh, arrested. Or uh, what was going to happen to him? He confessed to creating the for, for staging um, that explosion, right? And, blame- and, and that's not been mentioned. Right. Well, it got me- Sydney kidnapped that senator. Right. So I guess that's all as well. But still, that's all as well in terms of like not being thrown into federal prison. He's still working with the same people. You would have definitely had your your ass sat behind some fucked up desk in the CIA archive. This is how this is how you get on homeless vet duty. <laughs> I should have been spy dad out there. I would watch that. Yeah, I'd watch Victor Garber uh, just ask for change. That I think I would give Victor Garber like. If I had, I don't know, like a, f- a $5 bill, I'd be like, here you go. I would let Victor Garber live with me. Yeah? I, yeah, I would say, uh, okay, you're homeless, now you have a home. You don't merely have a house, it's your home. Would you let him, like, would you kind of be like, uh, would you mind, here's a couple bucks, can you go wash some of your clothing down at the laundromat? So I don't oh, have, he like, would, a- uh, he would definitely have to run my errands for me. He'd have to pay... I don't know, fourteen hundred dollars or so in rent, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and also about uh, eighty to one hundred and fifty dollars a month in bills, depending on the time of year, because the con ed goes up, up wait, or wait, down wait. so rapidly. So he's, he's I would let him be my roommate. I don't think, yeah, I don't think he's homeless. I mean, if he if he's destitute, he wouldn't have the money to do this. So I mean, you're basically just saying you'd let, yeah, you'd let if Victor Garber's out there and listening, he wants yeah. to move in. It's you know, open call. Uh, and. On the contrary, if you need a roommate, you and your partner, uh, I would have to imagine your home is a lot nicer than mine. I will be a roommate. Now, would you be uh, like doing the, the chores and errands then? No. Okay. No. You would still have Victor Garber do the majority of like the errands for you? I and... couldn't realistically ask him that. They probably have somebody who takes care of that form. Yeah. So that, that doctor, that CIA doctor who I described in my notes as a weird furry penis. Uh, (laughs) Victor McKay. Agent Rudman is the character's name. Victor McKay is the actor's name. It's his only appearance on Alias. Uh, He's been in Argo, the accountant. Uh, I was like, oh, all these Ben Affleck movies. Just those two. Just those two. Argo and the accountant. But then uh, Jennifer Garner, uh, you know, they have kids together and shit. Oh, shit. It's it's kind of an extension, I guess. Yeah, hey, I got this fat doctor that needs some work. Yeah. But... uh, Oh, let's assume that the accountant and Argo were during a rough patch of the Benefer. Uh, Benefer 2. Yeah, Benefer 2. Um, this time it's with very high cheekbones. Yep. Uh, yeah, maybe maybe not. It's a connection, but I don't think it's like uh, a friend of a friend hooking someone up with a job. No. And 
So he says, Sydney asks, he's like, well, how long do we got? Weeks? Months? He's like, three days. <laughs> he did that thing that people, I love it when people do, and I've done this, is kind of give like a very vague answer. And then when you're prompted to again, you give a specific one. <laughs> like, yeah, especially giving bad news. Yeah, it's like yeah. given the time and the proximity, he could be and just like, what's yeah. the what's the closest date? Like, I'd say three days. Yeah, just say that. So, but like, how long is it? Three days before he's past the point of recovery, or three days until he's, he's dead? dead? Yeah, because it seems like you get halfway into death with this disease, you're all, you're going to be all shitty. Yeah, it's like, oh, we saved your life, but your organs are liquefied or whatever yeah it's so. like uh that movie outbreak with uh yeah Kabooting jr and then like kevin spacey's pretty much just dead it's like do you know if he if he makes it or not what was, was that first name you said cuba gooding jr cuba gooding jr okay cuba gooding jr that's the uh the first person you think of when you think of outbreak i knew th- i could see the face of you don't think of dustin hoffman or donald sutherland i was gonna say dust i could see dustin hoffman's face because he's in renee the- russo D- dustin hoffman is in the helicopter with cuba gooding jr so the face is there he's saying it's murder anyway you fucking slice it but i just couldn't think of the name I- if you i was gonna say nick nolte but i knew that was wrong kevin spacey before uh he came to prominence in seven yeah yeah right about this- yeah he was in uh the client wasn't he he was in one of those the client, I would, I would believe that he's a lawyer for the racists. <laughs> right? No way. Is that is it the clients or time or to kill? Time to kill. I think it's time to kill. A client is Tommy Lee Jones, right? Tommy Lee Jones and Susan Sarandon. Yeah, yeah. And uh, time to kill is Matthew McConaughey. That's and the, Kevin Spacey. The uh, uh, debut of McConaughey, or the big screen, like the big debut. He was in Daisy Confused and a Chainsaw Massacre movie, but that's when he was like a prime role. And so uh, Vaughn is at the U.S. Naval Medical Center in San Diego. It's very nice. It's a very nice, uh, like, student union-looking building. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's the same hospital where they shoot Grey's Anatomy in from the last episode. Okay. CIA Naval Academy Hospital. Yeah. Sydney has to get a blood sample, right? Yeah. It seems like something that they would let a, a doctor do. Um, and she goes on her way. And she runs into Vaughn's hot mom. Yeah. But it's, it's not. It's his girlfriend. Oh, thought, yeah, it's like, Vaughn's. I'm like, oh, this has to be Vaughn's aunt. Yeah. I was like, oh, like Vaughn's got a hot mom, too. That's cool. Like yeah. they, they get to bond over their hot moms. Yeah. And uh, this actress is I don't know why she read as a mom to me. Maybe just like the her haircut. hair. It's yeah. the haircut. That's it. Because otherwise she didn't. She just has an unfortunate uh, millennial haircut. Uh, What's well, like the short? The short, like as a, a woman gets older, sometimes she feels like, all right, I'm past a certain age, I can't have long hair, and you have like a short, sure, uh, night. It's a lovely haircut, but yeah, it just make you think, mom. Yeah, uh, the girlfriend, I think her name's Alice, is played by Petra Wright, who uh, isn't in anything of note, but she has a special thanks in something called pervert <laughs> with an exclamation point. <laughs> Uh, in which I, I click through and I just saw a bunch of pornographers. I don't know if it's a documentary or what, but she gets a special thing. Yeah, well, I wonder why. Yeah, huh. yeah. At first, I thought that was uh, Tippin's sister, but I'm like, why would she be there? Oh yeah, I was like, that doesn't make that 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 she, don't. She add wouldn't up. be listed as his emergency contact, right? Because I just remember, like, who's the, didn't someone have a sister that Sydney impersonated? But I'm like, no, that was Tippin. Yeah. Opening credits. What? what? That's my impersonation of that little intro uh, waka chica that starts at the credits. Written After by J.J. Abrams. That was his uh, little yeah. I Am the Firestarter tribute. 
to Prodigy. <laughs> it made uh, everyone involved a lot of money. J.J. Abrams, Liam Howitt. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, the theme did? Yeah. Really? Uh, Keith, what's his name? <laughs> Keith Flint. That's his name, Keith Flint. Remember Keith Flint? No, I have no idea who he that had, is. He had two mohawks, and then he had a, a, a what do you call it, a septum piercing? Yeah, yeah. He had a septum piercing, and he would, sh- he would stand shirtless wearing a leather jacket in like utility tunnels uh talking about how he would love to start fires and things <laughs> i was 13 years old at the time fat of the land i ate it up yeah yeah and it's like the uh the album cover because like it looked like that a scorpion yeah i was it, i thought it was like a crab on a beach it reminded me of oh the, you're right of i the, think it is a, of like the yeah. beach level of uh Super mario kart or yes. mario kart 64 yes where there's little crabs running around i'm like oh Absolutely. An artist rendering of a video game uh, level. I like. Why do you say that? Like the video game levels wouldn't already be their own kind of art. That's true. I guess uh, another interpretation of it. Like maybe when people like make things in the real world. You have uh, the real world. Yeah. What do you mean? Uh, like they took a, a real life crab on a real life beach and took a photo of it as opposed to a digital oh, crab yes. on a digital beach uh, in the game. You know, you didn't make it in Minecraft. Make it in the uh, the what, Matrix or whatever. Or whatever you do these days. Uh, so Arvin was made partner. And since By then... Christophe. Christophe. Yeah. Since then, SD6 is fucking up. As yeah. he told us last yeah, week. Yeah, I, 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 didn't, I didn't think about that. Like, oh yeah, they've been kind of like dropping the ball on the whole uh, Rambaldi artifact uh, recovery thing which is convenient for the show's writers because that means that they don't have to they were giving us a lot oh, rambaldi yeah. wise for a, a while yeah they're coming up with weird like sundials and clock mechanisms and now they're like ah, eh, fuck it it gets destroyed <laughs> yeah it was exhausting and now <laughs> it's like well everything's gonna turn the shit immediately how do yeah. you like that how do you like that i ain't, I ain't on umberto echo i'm not doing all this weird rosicrucian bullshit anymore and as a result, Christoph wants to meet Arvin in Tokyo. Mm. And aren't, isn't that exciting? <laughs> <laughs> but first, they have to go see this fat bastard Klaus in the basement. That's not this. Oh, right. The guy who's like tied down. and Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. And uh, that uh, that torture creep is down there. Is that the same guy? Is that the saw guy? No. The no. saw guy is, uh, or maybe it is. I don't know. I didn't because uh, this wasn't this wasn't uh, it wasn't any of our our normal uh, horror film people. It wasn't the tall no, man. No, it wasn't Saw. It, uh, it looked kind of looked like him, but yeah, I think you're right. It might be just another man with like orange orangeish hair and like uh, some type of facial hair. He's holding a blowtorch to his feet. Yeah, Arvin does that. Like, that does like another weird touch. He's like you, like you don't. What do you say? Like you could still feel things. Like. You're paralyzed, but you could still you have a, you still have a sense of like feeling, and like he like yeah. does that little like soft touch. Mm. Yeah, it's like Armin, just cut it out. Stop I, touching people. I hate it. Uh, and then that's uh, later when they they return to uh, this fat bastard, right? Is it later? I think it's later. Uh, with, with Smila, we, we re- does he return with? Um, they give him some uh, some more morphine. Spy Dad loves to dose, loves folks to dose people. He is a goddamn pusher in like the hardest sense. Well, like okay, so Von Sloan is telling uh, Spy Dad, "Hey, this is the deal. We're kind of fucking up." Is it was that when he's is when does uh, 
is this when uh spy dad says hey we got that guy downstairs let's uh let's turn some screws on him see what we get yes that's what happens because we need to know where arena's operation is located while this is happening will meets with abigail remember abigail oh the english woman she loves cake it, yeah well that's a that's in the episode right that's yeah. not us being shitty about a uh a slightly like uh, not tv thin let's say yeah that's not us uh, not, not tv thin relative to to uh jennifer garner and michael varton and, and hot intern yeah like to like a bunch of like the the skinniest and prettiest people on tv tipping sister hot mom uh girlfriend yeah <laughs> um as she's back she's helping will and she's not doing a great job. Why did she fuck up again? She called someone. She was given false information, but that's okay. Well, yeah, I guess it makes it's you. If there's something that's being covered up, of course you're going to get false information. I feel as defeated talking about it as Will must have having it had happened to him. Did that make sense? What no. I just said? No, no. <laughs> having having a woman uh, with a British accent uh, say like, yeah, "I couldn't get what you wanted," and uh, tell me, is this like some CIA thing or I don't know? Does I she g- know that dirt? She thinks that he was like making shit up, and he had that look like he wanted to tell her, but he thought better of it. Hmm. I don't know about Abigail. I don't know how I feel about any of this. When does he? I just yeah. When does? I think we were talking about earlier uh sydney gets the call when they're at francie's restaurant and i'm just seeing francie's restaurant that fucking annoys me yeah well like, she's, I was just, like, she's yeah. working on a soup i don't is God, that, the, is I that don't... A, bu- a bouillabaisse she comes in she's like try this bouillabaisse so it doesn't look like the the restaurant's open right it looks like they're like uh in between service right. hours well he's uh filling the salt shakers okay he and uh sydney are filling salt shakers and there's someone else like rearranging tables in the background and okay. there's francie there does not need to be that many goddamn people at a bar restaurant unless it's like a, a, a shareholder or stakeholder meetings like if you go to a restaurant during the day a stakeholder meeting like uh, people that put money invested money in the restaurant okay i've seen like I've, if you go to a restaurant like at three mm-hmm. and you'll see like people that are obviously there or like talking about where the restaurant's going and blah 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 okay like you wouldn't have like a shit ton of people like doing things like filling the salt shaker. It'd be mm. Francie. Maybe she's just lucky that she has a uh, bunch of friends d- who drug-addled uh, friend and a, a compulsive liar. Is there any pretense of Sydney still having a day job or being in college? Did she finish grad school? I, Does she still work for the bank? I think she still works at the bank. Okay. What, what was the what, how did they resolve the uh, uh, Francie finding the ticket like? What was her secret? She just like, compulsively lies and travels. I don't even remember. <laughs> yeah, it's. I'm not sure if it was resolved, but I, I like she hasn't made up any bullshit about like. I guess now Francie has her own thing going on. Yeah, so she's not all up in everyone's fucking like business. Like that what, what? really irritated me. Yeah. Oh, do you think we're gonna get uh, like a a nice little like throwaway in this like little restaurant subplot where Kobe Bryant comes to her restaurant? Wouldn't that be nice? I hope so. So the, it'd be a nice callback to the the people. Uh, in the future, which is now, yeah, remembering um, the uh, re- <laughs> retired uh, Los Angeles Lakers great Kobe Bryant. But uh, remember, Francie was excited about possibly meeting him when yeah. she was going out with Will to that uh, newspaper award show. Was that the newspaper award show? Where? Oh, they went to a, a basketball game. <laughs> yeah, he's, like, he's gonna stop what he's doing, and uh, he's gonna kiss my hand. Yeah, 
in Estonia. Wait, 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 wait. So what was the, uh, how did the uh, spy dad like take care? He had to take care of Sloan being like, all right, we got to get to this place. So I'm going to tell him we're on some super secret. He said, uh, I told him you're in Baku. Yeah. Which I I didn't look up what Baku is. But he was after he was after some like it was something relevant to more was it oh god, this is such bullshit. How why are we doing this? You like, didn't like this episode. I did not, but I, I was trying like I can't even like remember the bullshit of the um this universe. Uh huh. Like they were there's the whole what is it? Like the anarchist cookbook or whatever uh book they're looking for. Uh huh. And there's also Rambaldi artifacts. So I'm trying to remember what lie Spy Dad fed to Sloan about, oh, they were looking for something which could lead to, I think it was either more Rambaldi artifacts mm-hmm. or the handbook, I think it's called. I think it's the Bible. The Bible, yeah. It's one of those things. I was just trying to remember that because I was just so goddamn checked out. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't remember either. So let's, let's just get right past it. Yeah, fuck that. Um, they're in Estonia, or they're on their way to Estonia. They're in what a submarine? I thought that was like a like a car, one of those like cargo planes, like C forty seven. Oh, I think you're right. Uh, and then Spy Dad gives Sydney some some propulsion boots. Oh, <laughs> yeah, which are awesome. Uh, at <laughs> least, they fucking propulse you, baby. At least as good as anything uh, Marshall Flankman ever made. Yeah, there was none of that. Like, uh, like I have to describe to you the act of being propelled. Yeah, shtick that Flankman does all the goddamn it's time. Just we're cutting to you in the water. Yeah, uh, flying like a uh, like a torpedo. I'm gonna give you this underwater gun that uh, you you're, you're going to use conveniently out of water. Yeah, could have just given you a Glock or something, but there you go. And that gun does exist, apparently. I, to the I, I, I did looked Google it up. It? I, yeah. I did look it up, and I was, uh, <laughs> I, I didn't find it uh, interesting enough to put in my notes. Did it's, you? Uh, did you not read? Uh, so, so it is a, a five-shot weapon with like uh, dart cartridges, and, and uh, once that once that weapon is spent. You, it's uh, this is according to Wikipedia. You have to send it back to the manufacturer, really, <laughs> to be reloaded. Yeah. <coughs> so the seventies, man. It, it, man. It's from the seventies. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, yes, you know. Yes, uh, it's the kind yeah. of it's the kind of thing. He, that's what you said, right? I'm just implying. I don't know. Like you know, when people of a certain generation are like, it was the seventies, man. Things. Sure. Were, I'm like, it was the seventies. People had to send their guns back to the manufacturer to have them reloaded. Yeah, there it wasn't quite the gas crisis yet, yeah, so you man. could just blow through things. It didn't matter. Uh, in Esto- Tuning a Mellotron doesn't. Uh, in Estonia, Sark looks awesome. I, I'm just fucking thinking of Encino Man, I'm going to say it. Encino Man? That's where Link is from, according to Polly Shore. According Estonia? To, according to the Weasel, this is, <laughs> this is Weasel Cannon. Okay. Uh, their good friend Link is an exchange student from Estonia. I love that Sydney's first alias in this episode is just her in a biohazard suit. Yeah, <laughs> which fighting people with uh, fire extinguishers. We thought this is a like a running conceit of the show. It's wear like a fucking biohazard sh- suit. No one looks at your face all the time. She's like Hitman from the game Hitman. Yes, <laughs> the very same. <laughs> does Hitman in the game Hitman? Does he wear biohazard suits a lot? He does. Oh, I, I only see him in the suit with a red tie. That's like his. Which is conspicuous. Yeah, it's con- as much as a barcode uh, on the back of your neck mm. and a very bald head is conspicuous. Good lord! 
I thought uh, Hitman was walking into this very room to take umbrage with what I was saying. Yeah, um, yeah but, you know, you put on disguises. It's very much like uh, Roger Moore, James Bond mm. experience. It sounds like the latest. The latest. It's an alias, Roger Moore, James Bond. There's killing people with ejector seats. Uh, sure. Putting on, like, shitty uh, Spanish-American costumes. Yeah, they they, um, they all work. It was a very good time for uh, costume murderers. The 70s. <laughs> 70s? Eno yeah. was there. Yeah. Eno was there. You're, you're sending back your weapon to have it recharged. Yeah, and he's just all like in glitter and, a woman's co- and women's clothing. Sark captures Sydney, or corners her, I guess. Yeah. And he has her sprayed with Traps her. ammonia fluorochloride, which he says it's good for cleaning steel and concrete, mm-hmm. but it's not so good for organic material yeah. like skin or your suit. Yeah. What's that suit made from? Is it leather? <laughs> it looks to be, I guess. Yeah. I mean, that, what else could it be? That disintegration, when it's disintegrating, like, quote unquote, mm-hmm. it does look like they just like took a leather version of the suit and got it wet. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what, what do you mean organic material? Like it's cra- it it's like sort of cracking like leather. Yeah. Okay. I, maybe it's just bad. Wait, did he, did he say organic material? Yeah. And he said that, like that suit, and then yeah. like like your suit hmm. or your skin. It's like a nice cotton blend, yeah. which has Matt suit to breathe in the uh, summer times. Yeah, it's a it's a cotton blend or wool. It could be wool, but even uh. leather. If it, it has to be like an untreated leather, yeah, I would imagine. I don't know anything about leather. I don't know anything about that chemical for the uh, or that compound that he states in the first place nor do i know anything about what hazmat suits are made of because i feel that's probably bullshit and this guy so cool he really wants to work with sydney i'm t- i'm kind of tired of sark just showing up like uh like team rocket and pokemon or what have you what to get like uh to just be the bad guy and then to get like defeated without or like to slink away without being really caught. He got arrested. We see him getting arrested in is it Hungary or uh Vienna? Vienna. Yeah. Uh we see him kind of just like disappear during that explosion mm-hmm. conveniently. It's like god damn like you can't like just keep showing him and then like having him conveniently disappear to reappear again. I think he can, and I love it. I fucking hate it. I take all the Sark I can get. Yum, yum, <laughs> yum, yum, yum. Give me more Sark. Sark is the best. Eh. I want to watch Sark be bad and do stuff. No. So, well, yeah, he catches her because her centrifuge uh, DNA splicer machine, I guess, is, has, is hooked up to the fucking security cameras. Right. Which she said, like they told her, yeah. that like, hey, if you type this in, they're going to... They're going to get you. And she's like, I don't care. Do what I want. Yeah, I got to get uh, I gotta get uh, homeboy. Locke is like, I, we told you to abort. Yeah. That's an order. Because <laughs> uh, he's vaguely Southern. Is he? Uh, is he trying to hide it? I don't know if he's trying to hide it. I think he's just sort of vaguely Southern. Like a Northern Southern, like a Tennessean. Okay. Tennessean? What do you call them? Tennessean. All right. Ten to believe in. And, um, <laughs> is that the show me state? Or is that? That's Missouri. Yeah. Uh, I, don't know what, <laughs> I, mean, I, don't, I don't know what Tennessee is. It's where Elvis is from, uh, rather famously. Is that, where, is that where uh, Muscle Shoals is? No, that's where uh, Sun. I feel like that's Mississippi. Yeah. Uh, Some Swampers is at. Yeah. Um, so Sark wants access to Arvin. He says, I will give you the, the antidote for Will. If you give me Arvin, 
And she says, okay, well, give me the antidote first. And he's like, no, yeah. even though it's a very tight window to to trick Arvin. And but, she doesn't even, he doesn't ask uh, who's the antidote for. No, he doesn't care. What if the antidote was for Arvin? Uh, then why would she want it so bad? Well, I don't know. Does Sark know of Sydney's history with Arvin? That's a good question. Yeah, probably not. I mean, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I think that's the most interesting thing. Is are we gonna? Well, we'll get there. And we cut back to Marshall Flinkman working on a polar bear pelt. I guess because it doesn't uh, show heat. That has to. Yeah, there's a number. Like, yeah, it's like a, he's working on a, a a prop from a uh, like a George Harrison music video. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it just looks stupid. It has its mouth. Like it, it would have been like a, a dissected pelt. It wouldn't have that the fucking head of the polar bear on it. No, it's it's something that you would find in like uh, I don't know, a like novelty a, shop, a George yeah. Harrison video, yeah, like uh, a game hunter's den, yeah, uh, but like a not a real one, not a real one, yeah, like I don't know, like uh, Randy Quaid's character in the movie Freaked, he Randy Quaid, that. honorary warm gent, yeah, hey uh, Randy Quaid, we love, we completely agree with everything you've ever said ever, yeah. especially. Like in the last five years or so. We are on your side. You were right. Yep. You are 100% right about everything. The Star Whackers, they're out there. You owe the government nothing. You owe I don't know, anyone that would claim that you owe them money or have uh, reneged on a contract. Fuck mm-hmm. them. Yeah. <laughs> we'll pay your legal fees we'll if, you pay- come on, <laughs> if you come on our podcast. Take up your mantle as an honorary warm gent, Randy Quaid. Come oh. on. Help us take down people that have a problem with us using the name Final Frontiers. You have that power. Um, you and your wife. Yes. Lovely woman. Who's, I guess, welcome as well, but we're not going to give her a microphone. Uh, we're not going to give Randy Quaid a microphone. <laughs> you get stuck in the Palnut Gallery. <laughs> you, if he has theater training, he better fucking use it because it's yeah. all about projecting. Back of the room. Yeah. Um, so, Abby... Turns out, as we said earlier, she gave Will a fake test, mm. or rather, the Department of Education gave gave Abby a fake test. What was the tell? He uh, he, I forget. It was like a some event that happened in 1983 was on he, the 1982 test. It was about Granada. Yeah, and she's like, "Well, my uncle was a marine or something." Did Francie say that, or did the English woman say that? Uh must have been Francie. Right. Is, yeah. uh, why would the why would Abigail say that? Oh, I'm thinking of the Falkland Islands. Yeah, um, not related. General, general Hemisphere, eighties. Sure. Uh, we were ch- we were very small children or unborn. Yeah, you know, but not definitely not cognizant of Southern Hemisphere events. No, um, the most. No, I can't even think of anything I would have been vaguely aware of. I think I was aware of Max Headroom and the Federated Man. I knew that Paddington Bear was from Lima. And then Peru? He, yep. Oh. And then he winds up at Paddington Station wearing that ridiculous coat, and he really likes marmalade. So Will goes to see this creep at the testing center. Yeah. <laughs> and... I think America somehow has like an old English man running its like testing yeah. center. He does all of the standardized tests for yeah. third graders. And all I could think was like, oh, this is like an old guy in, in Los Angeles. Like I took the the California achievement test as a child. You did? Yeah. 
What did, wait, while you were in California, do you have to send away from it for, uh, to get to Ohio? No, it was the standardized test Okay, in, in Ohio, maybe nationwide. Hmm. This was before the proficiency test oh. muscled it out. It was Ugh. just the it was just the standard uh, test. Standardized tests are dumb. So we're in Tokyo, uh, which looks a lot like a botanical garden in Los Angeles. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and they they but let's throw in some, some cartoon th- geishas. I got to say, as I'm one to uh, frequently uh, uh, not fib. But maybe overestimate the You're number. You're full of, of shit and love to lie. Just say it. Uh, I overestimate the number of places I've seen in real life when I watch uh, a show. Uh huh. And I was like, oh, this is probably. I didn't. I wasn't like, hand to God, that this was uh, the Huntington Huntington Garden, the like Japanese garden section of it in San Marino. Is it? No, it wasn't. I was like, oh. maybe that's it. And then I, I looked it up and like, it is not. It's in some other part of California. But it is a Japanese garden in California. Yeah. But one I have not visited. And I guess... Oh, it feels so good to be honest for once. Yeah. Because usually, like I say, you're full of shit and love to lie. Yeah. Um, Sloan, I guess, has time to get a massage. <laughs> He's just going to hang out in this garden, which... Uh, Tokyo is pretty uh, pretty dense. Yeah. So he, a, he goes to the countryside. That skyline was empty from like miles in every direction. Yeah. And uh, we're continuing the stretch of shirtless Arvin episodes. Thank God. Yeah. Another uh, glimpse at Ron Rifkin's weird lumpy body. The, uh, it's the, like a pile of mashed potatoes with nipples. The, the Nielsen box uh, household spoke and they wanted that sweet, sweet, soft... Uh, featureless body and they got it it's not featureless if anything it has too many features it's it's pretty good for a man that age who i assume like doesn't no it's not doesn't uh I mean, he doesn't fast it's not like he eats salads and like runs like 10 miles a day you're gonna get old your metabolism metabolism's gonna change uh things are gonna happen all right, all right i'm assuming as a young man he's, he's leaning into it he wasn't in like clint eastwood shape i have right. to assume uh, he wasn't in Iggy Pop shape. What did those guys do back then? They worked out, right? Yeah, yeah. Like you look at uh, Harrison Ford. It's like, well, that that guy like he just eats salads and like run. Harrison Ford. Yeah, no, he worked out with Jake. Remember Jake? Who's Jake? Body by Jake. It's Body like by a, Jake. Remember Jake? He was like a personal trainer to the stars. He had exercise videos. Do you think uh, Jack Lane was out of it by then? Uh, no, because Jack Lane still had videos and stuff when I was a kid. Yeah. Uh, so I believe did he sell the juice tiger? Yeah, he, uh, some type of juicer. It was the juice tiger. If it was any juicer, it was the juice tiger. And he would say, "Look at me! I pulled this boat across the English Channel." I'm like, I'm like 75, motherfucker. Yeah, and um, that's all true. But he didn't get there from juice. Yeah, he worked out a lot, but he ate healthy. I read a book written by Jack Lane, very plain, very plainly written. <laughs> I had. As some uh, goofy exercises for your eyesight, if you're interested in it. Okay. Yeah, I guess uh, he was too busy exercising to work on his prose. No. I mean, Oscar Wilde died relatively young, probably didn't do uh, a moment of exercise in his life. Uh, he probably ate a lot of sweets, too. Oscar like Wilde? Yeah. Oh, you, you love the sweets. Like, any, like tea time at 4 o'clock, he was eating all sorts of little cakes and goodies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Sydney. He was in an amazing disguise as a as a really tall geisha. Oh God, uh, is this okay? <laughs> yeah, are we okay with this? Uh, it's weird enough that I'm like, all right. I, she doesn't. It's not like the uh, I don't. It's not comfortable. 
Yeah. I wouldn't do it, but there's no reason <laughs> why a geisha has to be Japanese or even Asian, I suppose. I mean, you know, it's not like they... They're all wearing a full face of makeup. Yeah. They didn't put her in yellow face. They put her in geisha face. Is that, is that cultural, appropriate, cultural appropriation, though? I mean, it it's, would it's be, supposed to be Japan. Right. It would be if she was, like, working... If she opened a geisha place... Studio. ...in Los Angeles. Like, yeah, don't do that. Yeah. But if you're undercover, all right. I'll buy it. Uh, just don't leave it at work. Yeah, she fakes Japanese pretty well, to my ear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, if she starts wearing a kimono, like in other episodes... You know, she's like, oh, well, yeah, I really, I, you know, I mostly like to eat, you know, fish and rice. And like a, what if I uh, wear a kimono like uh, Otho from Beetlejuice? That would be awesome. Yeah. Kristen uh, Power, actor who played Otho. So, uh, big fight scene with these security guards. Uh, really aggressive foley. Very loud, pummeling. Just sounded like uh, somebody hitting the bag of rocks with another bag of rocks. Yeah. And then Sydney sneaks in to this outdoor massage place. Yeah, I guess they don't like they don't like uh, no one hears them fighting. No one hears people screaming. And yeah, she just kind of like geishas geish her way in there. Arvin says a lot of creepy shit about like, you know, I killed my wife. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, you know, I'm just going to try to humanize myself right now to make your uh, your task at hand a little more difficult. I guess he also, yeah, he had his wife. He told uh, Spy Dad of the exhumation of his wife uh -huh. and that she wasn't in there. The disinternment. Disinternment. Like, no, her. I saw her, dummy. I saw why she walked into that uh, church. She began to pray. She'd be safe and warm, perhaps, if she were in L.A., but she's, she's still alive. She's a ghost. Are these, uh, that was almost uh, California Dreaming? Pretty close. That'd be good. That'd be a better name for the show. <laughs> California Dreamin'? Almost California Dreamin'. Almost California Dreamin'. Yeah. Uh, for Alias or, or this show? Uh, both. Uh, no, Alias. Okay. We've, I, we, we talk about California only because I'm from California and because Alias is filmed there and takes place there and is set there. I guess. Yeah, fuck it. This is all. We're now Almost California Dreamin'. <laughs> We're rebranding. God. All those almost California dreamers out there, like Randy Quaid. Oh. You know, step into the sun. It's nice and warm. What about Randy California? Rest in peace. Who's Randy California? <laughs> it's a human being. <laughs> Shut your, your snide smile. Uh, uh, he was a guitar player. Sure, of course. <laughs> uh, so, so Sydney stabs Arvin with a hairpin or something. Yeah. He passes out immediately. I thought he was dead, but yeah, sure. Uh, well, no, I mean, he had to. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, of course, he can't just be murdered. There's a good line earlier where Sark is like, uh, uh, good luck, Sydney. Yeah. She's like, I don't need luck, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Which, uh, she didn't say it like that, but it was. it's fun to imagine sometimes. Yeah, just fuck off. I, yeah, fuck off, Sark. If you your... fucking weasel. I guess, well, we didn't talk about how... You're not a man. Sydney was kind of given the chance with, uh... By betraying Sloane to kind of kill someone she wants to kill. She don't like Sloane. Mm -hmm. She's just like, hey, I can. This is for her fiance. This is for being lied to about being in the CIA. Yeah, six months of her time at Credit Delphine, filing mm -hmm. away uh, boxes. When you're as young as Sydney is, six months—that's a long time. Uh, for yeah. you or me, that's a moment. 
we, like what were we doing six months ago the, for, the for anyone for like anyone starting out at a job mm-hmm. in their 20s it's six months you're like i should be running this place by now yeah. what the fuck i ha- i've only gotten one raise in six months yeah yeah god they don't even know of uh, how mediocre their life is yet no they'll learn <laughs> they'll learn what they'll settle for believe me you've already done it back in los angeles vaughn wakes up after 40 hours of sleep do you know what uh the, the song in this scene is uh human by civic twilight hmm. what it was it's a good name what it was in the uh original broadcast and presumably in the dvd was I Grieve by Peter Gabriel, oh. which uh, it's from whatever his 2002 album is. And uh, my question to you is, uh, who cares? Arvin, Sydney comes back to SD6. Arvin's there. Yeah, and he has his best friend, his, his old wine buddy. That's right. They know each other. <laughs> they, know he, they talk about wine and shit. They are fast friends. Yeah. And Sark revived Arvin in the ambulance. They worked out a deal. Yeah. This is so convenient. And it's at, this has him recapping the story as one of my favorite things <laughs> where he, he, we see him give Arvin a piece of paper. He's like, I have something to offer. Yeah. And then it cuts back to... It's not even like a full piece of paper. It's like he cut that out with scissors like from a larger sheet of 8.5 by 11 or some other type of paper. It wasn't a fucking telegram. Like, and Sydney asks, she was like, well, what, what was on the parking ticket? <laughs> Sydney asks, she's like, what's on the paper? He's like, well, let's need to know. It's like, well, why did you tell her about the paper? Yeah. <laughs> That's a, he's like, and then I handed him a piece of paper. He read with it. My, with my deal on it. And he wasn't, he was a, a bit nonplussed. Yeah. Uh, but the, he took the offer. Yeah. And like, why mention that detail to Sydney? Because he has to say it to Sydney. Because, or else the audience doesn't know because the audience cares because we're thinking, oh, uh, how is she going to keep her double life from uh, this new jackass from uh, Sal- Salvik? What's his name? Savik? Sark? Sark, yes. What? I forgot his stupid fucking name. Jeez. You know, I don't like him. Yeah. So it's we're all thinking like, OK, uh, she wanted Arvin Sloan dead. Oh, Sark uh, gave her an antidote. Uh, he's gonna be like, oh, so uh, how the antidote work out? And like everyone at the meeting is gonna be, what's going on? Marshall Flakeman's gonna go off on some tangent about polar bears mm-hmm. and stutter around. And uh, how is Sydney gonna cover her ass? Yeah, I guess you're right. Well, there was a lot of use in this episode of uh, that little like of j- jammery things. That's like I'll use my jammer lipstick. I'll use my yeah, at least a couple times. Yeah. Right? Well, the good news. Is that Arvin, by having his little alliance with Sark, now he's a big hit. Oh, he, yeah. The alliance loves Arvin. He got pulled from the fire. And I, that's that's it for that side of the story for yeah. now. So we had Vaughn talk to... Vaughn is back at the CIA. Yeah. Is he talking to Irina? Um, Spy Mom. Is that Spy Mom? Does that happen again? I yes. I feel like that happens again, right? That Someone talks again. to Spy Mom. And uh, is it Sydney that's uh, asking her mother about this? Uh, yeah, I didn't do it for you. Right. Or she's I like, forget. somebody oh. s- tells people that they didn't do it for Arena. Right. Well, Vaughn, Sydney, <laughs> Sydney didn't know that Vaughn went to her mother. Right. She found out somehow. I don't know. I have no goddamn it's, idea. It's a mess. Yeah, it's just 
don't know. There's kid, they have her in that stupid little cage. She's just your Hannibal Lecter cell. He's sitting Taylor style reading a book. Vaughn's girlfriend is Alice, and he's like, "Me and Alice split up. Don't right. worry about Alice." Look, Sydney, Alice and I are in the past. No, he didn't. He say they. Uh, yeah, when we the last time he mentioned her, they broke up. He's like, "Oh, I just broke up," but then she called, and then we hung out. I don't. I don't uh, even remember that. But she, Sydney, seems very annoyed when. Look, she's his emergency contact. Yeah. He didn't change that yet. That'd be a whole HR thing to have a new emergency contact. So Vaughn Vaughn goes to chase after Sydney uh, like a romantic comedy. At the airport? Yeah. But she's already gone, I guess, even though... It's weird. Yeah, like she's just... CIA doesn't look very big. Yeah. It just looks like... It's like a series of concentric circles. It's like you just looked uh, past the wrong corner. And uh, again, the song in this scene used to be... Uh, I Shall Believe by Sheryl Crow. Yeah. Final song off her first album, Tuesday Night Music Club. Is that the one that had uh, Santa Monica Boulevard on it? All I want to do is have some fun. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Um, but it was replaced by With Wings by Amy Stroop. Is Amy Stroop anyone of note? No. Yeah. If she was someone of note, they couldn't afford her music exactly. for the streaming. Oh, fuck. I hope Amy Stroop isn't listening to this. I hope she is. I, with our luck, I'm she's... sorry that things aren't going better, Amy Stroop. Amy Stroop. Has probably done the research and be like, oh, hey, I got like a ASCAP uh, check because uh, Alias is using my music. That's great. Mm-hmm. So, oh, there's a fucking Alias podcast. I wonder if they're going to mention, uh, you know, my music. And now we're shitting all over it. Uh, I'm sorry, Amy. We're just uh, fucking loading the chamber with a goddamn wad cutter that's going to go through the back of her skull. Wad cutter? Type of bullet. Uh, all right. Well, Amy Stroop, Partridge. we can make it up to you if you want to be part of the Paul Nut Gallery for one episode. Yeah. You're not, you know, I guess an honorary warm gent, but it's uh, take it or leave it. I like how just insulting it is that we insult people and they're like, hey, you want to be on the show? Come on. Wouldn't it get you to go on a show? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so until until next time, it's a two-parter. Oh, week. is this really? Yeah. Is this really a that fucking me- two-parter? Well, the nice thing about the two-parter yeah. is that we get to watch twice as much Alias but we talk about it for the same amount of time. <laughs> yeah. So it's, uh, we're, we're wasting one less evening of our lives. I guess. Is which it? is, uh, yeah. Because we're going to talk about them both at once for about yeah. the same amount of time. And I mean, uh, we know how many uh, days of our lives Alias will occupy. There is, an, there is a solid episode count. It's a lot more for me than for you. Yeah. Uh, you have the... The episode and the recording. I have the episode and the recording and at least one or two of... The mastering. Yeah, of cutting the shit together. Yeah. Um, this, this, this kind of shit doesn't just magically uh, appear in uh, your iTunes or your, uh, your podcasting app, folks. People, no. People work hard. So... We are the Warm Gents. We are the Warm Gents at Twitter. Warm Gents. At Twitter? At Twitter? At Warm Gents on Twitter. Warm at Gents Warm ex- Gents on Twitter. Warmgents at, at gmail.com. At gmail.com. So uh, let's have Tear Garden play us out. This is Mitchell saying, hey, Matt, it's time for you to say, it, this is Matthew. This is Matthew. Good night. Good night. Good night.